Hallelujah, praise the Lord. It's another Wednesday night. I'm anxiously awaiting to hear whatever word's going to come forth because I, I, I like chewing on some word. And uh, I urge, just as pastors urged many, many times, to just step into worship tonight. I know when you're driving down the road, Brooklyn, you sing songs at the top of your lungs. So tonight, whatever it is, when, when you're like in your car and you're like that, your favorite song, praise and worship song comes on and you're singing and driving down the road, trying to raise a hand and not fear off the highway. That's how the Lord wants you to praise tonight. Don't worry about what everybody else is around you unless you know you're going to raise your hand and accidentally hit somebody. As, if, as long as you hit him with the Holy Ghost, that'd be okay. But, but just praise and worship the Lord tonight because our, our praise and our worship ushers him in to whatever else is going to go on tonight. So we need, he inhabits the praise of his people, and let's just praise him and worship him tonight. And I'm going to ask Mr. Junior if he started off in some prayer tonight. Yes, sir. Thank you for this day you've given us. I thank you for this time you've given us to congregate with our brothers and sisters. Uh, pray that we have an awesome service tonight. Uh, pray for everyone to stay right home. In the name of Jesus, amen. 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 Does that mean sing like you mean it, Brother Sean? Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. We got a lot of energy and a lot of uh, various ways by the God's design to worship Him. Amen. And if we put them to work, it'd be glorious. Yeah. If we put them in the closet, shut the door, it's just going to be drab and plain old plain old. Yeah. So let's worship God tonight and uh, truly give Him glory and honor. Sing with us as we do so. Amen. Lord. You just mentioned something a moment ago is the Spirit of Christ in you, then there's going to be a stirring. If the Spirit of Christ is in you, you're going to know that you're saved. Amen. If you don't know that, you got opportunity to do something about it. That's right. And my prayer, my wish, my desire, my hope is every time we gather here, nobody goes out those doors without knowing Jesus. Amen. That nobody go out without having a relationship yeah. with God. And that's available to any moment in these services. If the Holy Spirit starts dealing with you and you begin to feel that stir and you know you need to respond, I don't care who you are. You, if you need help, you raise your hand, I guarantee you somebody's going to help you and we'll pray with you. So need to say that tonight. I still have a, a uh, great expectation that these young people, God's getting ready to do something great with them. Amen. And I'm not just saying that to, to feel air. I'm saying that because I'm, I'm thoroughly inspired. Uh, God's getting ready to light a fire in you. And the best thing you can do is just go ahead and be kindling. Amen. He won't burn you up. I know who will burn you, but it ain't God. And living for him, there's no greater thing. So I'm telling you, just turn loose what's in you. Let the Holy Spirit move you and uh, just respond. God bless you. You can be seated. And brothers are going to come. Receive the offering. And Brother Tanner's going to come and pray. And uh, then we're going to get into some word and release the youth and, and the children. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord.
Father, thank you, Lord God, for tonight, Lord. Thank you, Dr. Dawson, Lord. We just pray a blessing upon it, Lord, and, and God, the ones we give, Lord. Father, we're just so thankful, Lord God, for your blessings to us as your people, Father. We're so thankful just to be able to be here tonight, Lord. So thankful to be able to feel your presence. Mm -hmm. Father, we're just so thankful, Father God, for your deliverance to us, Lord. Father, we just pray for your continued blessings, Father God. Lord. Continued blessings upon the children. Continued blessings, Father God, upon the elderly, Lord God. Continued blessings, Father God, upon uh, young people raising families, Lord. And Father, we just thank you so much for tonight, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Oh, thank you, Lord. Give you rest, won't you? Amen. Praise God. All right. We, uh, as if you were here Sunday night, you know that there's there's been, there's been a switcheroo. Uh, oh. Brother Tanner's now doing Sunday nights, and I'm going to be uh, doing the Wednesday night services. So, uh, going to be some other, other changes in order. So, let me say something. Nobody here owns anything. Come on. Nobody owns a position. Nobody owns a service. God owns it all, and we're going to follow the Holy Spirit and maneuver and do what's best for uh, the souls of people. Amen. Amen. So uh, anyway, uh, this is one of them, and uh, we're going to uh, youth get ready because some of y'all is getting ready to get involved in this worship. Amen. Hallelujah. Anybody ready? I want to see some ready hands. Anybody ready? Get that scared look out of your eyes. Come on. God's not the author of confusion. He ain't the author of fear. Come on, I'm telling you. Uh, we're going we're gonna to get you started and get you involved in, in some things. And you're going to love it. There's no reason to be afraid. We're not going to embarrass you, but you're going to love it once you get started. I promise you, you will. Okay. Youth. Youth rise up. Most going to youth class tonight. Praise God. Little ones rise up. Or younger ones, I should say. Man, look around. Rest of you, give them a hand tonight. Praise the Lord. All right. Y'all take off and go. Gene Autry back in the saddle again. <laughs> oh. I appreciate Brother Tanner's done a fantastic uh, job on, on uh, Wednesday nights as he's brought us, and I, I don't even know, it's been a long, long, long time. But uh, let me say briefly that's uh, Holy Spirit works in, in sometimes we might say strange ways. And uh, this again is one of them. So we are looking forward to it and I know he's looking forward to it. We had a great time Sunday evening uh, with uh, what he brought. But anyway, um, let me ask you a question. Do you know where you're at? Sure, I'm in Rock Harbor Church in Ravenel, Oklahoma. I believe I'm in the United States of America and on the globe somewhere. That's not quite what I'm talking about. Do you know where you are at? If you're saved tonight, if you've got a relationship with Jesus Christ, with Father God through Jesus Christ, and you've confessed your sins and asked him to forgive you and, and uh, followed through with uh, making him Lord of your life and the other things that go along with that, uh, if you've done that, do you know where you're at? Come on. 
You might think I'm going to give you the answer tonight, huh? No, I might not. Where are you? Somebody give me an answer. Where are you tonight? Where are you? Let's just get some input, feedback. I'm on my way to heaven. On the battlefield. On your way to heaven. With God. What? With God. With God. All these steps. You're in the kingdom. Amen. You're in the kingdom. Not this earthly one, even though we live here. What's a kingdom? That's when way back there when they had kings in the medieval times and even biblical times, that's what kingdoms were. Well, yeah, in reality, factually, historically, there were kingdoms with designated boundaries. King here, king there, king over yonder, over there, over there. Everything was ruled by kings. We have, as people of God, as believers in Christ and professors that God is everything his word says he is, we take, uh, how many of you take this with authority? Amen. Now there's a difference just reading it and taking it with authority. Because uh -huh. God charges us to take his word with authority. The authority of who? A king. Mm -hmm. Who's the king? Jesus. Jesus. If you know the Bible, the word declares in John 1 and 1, in the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God. Jesus is the word. Therefore, we, we have assurance that we're not subjects. We're citizens of a kingdom. Now, in the past, in historical times, those under the reign of kings were subjects. The king had uh, many times evil authority. There, biblically, if you research the Old Testament history of kings and chronicles, you'll find there were good kings and there were bad kings. And then there would be a good king and then a couple of bad kings. And bad things happened under bad kings. Good things happened under good kings. But one thing that I know for sure is all things happen that are good under the reignship of Jesus Christ, Amen. King of glory. Amen. Amen. So turn to the book of Colossians tonight. I want you to know where you're at. That, that's the thrust of this. We've got to realize where we're at. We're in a kingdom that no one that, or anyone that does not have this relationship with God through Jesus, they don't know about this kingdom. You and I, again, if you are genuinely saved tonight and you're charged with the Spirit of Christ, you have a unique, a very unique, God-granted and wonderful, miraculous privilege to have been supernaturally entered into a kingdom, the kingdom of God, even though we're still here on earth. Now, when you say kingdom of God, many times people reflect it, well, that's talking about heaven. And it can be, and it does. The kingdom of God is both future and present. Okay, now if we are children of God and we have that relationship with Jesus, and Jesus is our king, can you just say with my, Jesus is my king? Jesus. I think a lot of folks have forgot yeah. that. They go through religious motions and in and out of church they go, and they don't even know who is king. They might even say it. Oh, he's king of kings and lord of lords, but they don't know what they're talking about. 
You got to experience it before you know you're a citizen under the kingship of Jesus Christ, Amen. praise God, which Amen. gives us the entrance into all of God's goodness uh -huh. and all of his blessings. Hmm. So you answering the question I asked you starting out tonight, you're in the kingdom Mighty child God. if you know Jesus. If you don't know Jesus, you can enter into a kingdom pretty quick. Amen. If you do it with sincerity of heart, you can become a citizen of the kingdom of Christ. Isn't that remarkable? Amen. Do you know the process it takes just to become a citizen of the United States legally? I know there's a lot. One thing about it, you ain't going to trespass into this one, I promise you. Amen. It requires something. And don't require some great mass fortune or anything like, you know, about seven years for citizenship to become a legal citizen in the United States. Seven years. Isn't it wonderful that you can become a citizen of heaven in a few seconds? Amen. Now, I love this country, and I thank God that I'm a citizen of this country, and I wouldn't want to live nowhere else on this earth. And I'm privileged, and you're privileged for us to be here and be citizens of this great country. But there's a greater place. Yes. There's a greater place to come. There's a greater place now. Because the kingdom is here. How do we know that? How did the kingdom get here? I thought the kingdom was in heaven. I thought Jesus was in heaven sitting at the right hand of the Father where the kingdom's at. No, the kingdom's here. And it's there. Well, how's that? Because when Jesus came, who was he? He came in the form of a baby, but who was he? God. Did he become king when he went to the throne no. later after he ascended? No, he was king. He was king when he came. When he what did the what did those come before him? What they come to worship him, right? They come to bring him gifts. Uh -huh. they, they come to see this newborn what? King. Amen. King. So Jesus didn't lay down his kingship when he came as an infant in a manger in Bethlehem. He remained king even though he grew up and he walked this earth as a human. He still was king upon this earth. Whoo. And he's still king right now. Praise God. Where's he at? Well, he's in heaven. Where else is he? You remember me asking you right off? Spirit of Christ. You remember me mentioning that right after service started? Where's he at? If you're a Christian, he's living in your heart. Amen. So that makes who's living in your heart? A king. The greatest king. King Jesus. What does that bring us? What does it bring us to be citizens of the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God? Is it just the ability to go to church, you know, church and do some religious things and even sing? And I'm going to tell you what. I don't know if anybody realizes what privileges we've been given in this kingdom. And the one that's yet to come, if we hold true. Let's look at some scriptures. Book of Colossians. I'm going to show you something here. You there? Amen. Amen. All right. Did I already say that? Which Colossians. Colossians. What chapter? Well, I had to do that. <laughs> <laughs> That's I'm good, ready. though. Brother Jim's ready. I'm ready. Okay. We're going with chapter one, Brother Jim. Amen. Okay, I want to start with verse 9 because this kind of tells the, the whole account here. Let's read it. 
For this cause we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to desire that you might be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Whose will? God's will. Mm -hmm. Amen. The will of the king. Now, say, well, let's don't get tangled up here. You're talking about Jesus, talking about God. Jesus is king. God's the Father. There's a trinity. They all work together. Jesus said, you know, Paul even preached it. He says, he says, the Spirit knows the mind of the Father. And Amen. the Spirit, the Holy Spirit deals with us and provides us with, if you allow him, he, he'll give you wisdom, knowledge, and understanding in a spiritual sense. Not earthly. We get so bound to earthly things. And I know there's some, man, there's some people that has got more knowledge than I'll ever even come close to having. I mean, they're intellectually just powerhouses. But if, if, if we could name them tonight, they'll never supersede that of God, the, the wisdom, knowledge, and understanding of God. They're nothing but a drop in the bucket if they're even that. So what we have when we have access and enter into this kingdom is the wisdom, knowledge, and understanding that God will give us because we become citizens of the kingdom with the King Jesus as our king when we enter into a relationship with him. Amen. It's awesome that we even have that possibility. But as I've said many times, it doesn't stop at salvation. Salvation's great. But our experience doesn't stop with salvation. It's supposed to go forth and go yonder where? Where's it going yonder to? Think about it. Where's your salvation going? Past salvation, where, where, I've asked you where you're at. Where are you going? You're going into a kingdom. What's in the kingdom? Whose, whose kingdom is it? God's. So what's there? Things of God, right? We get too fixed again on this earthly element and everything of it and we'll cram all of that in our head and in our hearts and in our total beings and we forget about all these things that God has in his kingdom that he's already prepared and made ready for us and willing to give us. Amen. If we'll just realize it and access it. Okay. Give me read. Verse 10. That you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Catch the word increasing. This is actually a prayer of Paul. It's a prayer, but at the end we're going to see it's going to change a little bit. But increasing, ever increasing in the knowledge of God. How do you increase in the knowledge of anything? Study it. You learn about it. Learn about it. Study yeah. Live it. You, you adventure into it. You, you'll hear that word. You've heard that word here before. You'll hear it tonight and you'll hear it after tonight. Because I believe this experience is a great adventure. It's a great, wonderful spiritual adventure that God has no limits. He will allow you to go where you have the incentive to go, where you have the desire to go. And by doing that, you increase your knowledge. You increase spiritual knowledge. In the kingdom of God, if you will access it and you will apply yourself, you will increase your spiritual knowledge. What's that do for you? Understanding of what kind? God kind. Not man understanding. I'd love to ask you a lot of questions tonight, but I kind of sense that we don't need to go there because we need to get this out. Understanding. 
He declared in verse 9, he said, spiritual understanding. Mm -hmm. Spiritual understanding. Well, we got knowledge. What's understanding? It's receiving what's out coming out of the knowledge that God wants you to get when it becomes understanding. Uh -huh. And spiritual understanding. Now, we got a mind to understand earthly things, but he gives us a unique means brought about by this relationship with Christ and the inspiring power of the Holy Spirit to understand the knowledge that we gain in the kingdom. Whew. All right. Strengthened with all might according to His glorious power. There you go. According to God's glorious power, strengthened with all might. That's here's Paul. That's what he's praying for. Do you feel like you're strengthened with all might tonight? According to God's glorious power? Why would he have said it if it were not possible? Why would Paul, the anointed apostle of Jesus Christ, why would he have said something like this if it were not possible? If it were not possible to enter in and to adventure in the kingdom of God and really get these things that he's talking about here, this knowledge, this understanding, this spiritual understanding, uh, strengthened with all might, uh, according to God's power, unto all patience and long-suffering with joyfulness. You know, joyfulness is a power in itself. Joy is. I think that's why Satan's trying to steal the joy of God's people, rob them of power. This is God's. This this isn't your typical joy. This is this is God's joy. Joyfulness, full of joy, full of joyness. That's the that's an adventure. This is a a a moving into this kingdom. This king. We're talking about. Okay, verse 12. We're getting ready to key in on what we're really wanting to emphasize tonight. Giving thanks unto the Father. Remember preaching about that not long ago? Mm -hmm. That's, this is not the only place you'll see that. Giving thanks unto the Father, which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in life. That's a, what a statement. Let's break it down. Giving thanks unto the Father. You know, Paul was... Kind of like Jesus, always giving thanks. Thanking God. Uh, couldn't stop Paul. He was, if, if you could put it this way and frame it this way, Paul was a, an adventurer in the spiritual realm. Pioneer. Went where no man had gone before. That kind of stuff. Into the, the wonderful, even though at times it was trouble and turmoil and tribulation and jail and, and, and hurt and beatings and scourgings and fell out of a window one night and everybody thought he was, no that was a young man, what was his name? Eutychus. Paul went down and prayed for him and rose him back up from, I guess he was dead. But see in, in this emphasis of giving thanks to the Father let me break it down because this middle part kind of gets a little confusing. It says, which hath made us meet to be partakers. You know what a partaker is? Yeah. What's a partaker? Part. Part is key. Partaker. You get to be a part in what's yeah. going on. Part. What are we a part in? The kingdom. The kingdom. What's going on in the kingdom? Oh, praise the Lord. We don't know yet, do we? Uh -uh. We know some of it. Well, I 
Well, one of these days I'm going to get there, and we're going to. No, you don't have to wait till you get no. there. It's here now. Amen. And it's in you. The kingdom is in you. If your king's Jesus, if he's in your heart, he's sitting on the throne of your heart, or he should be, so you're already a citizen of the kingdom of God because of that. Shouldn't be confusing. I want to make it real simple. Of the inheritance of the saints. Where's the saints? Oh, that's Paul and Peter and Andrew and John. It is. It is. You know who else are saints? Those who love God and are serving Him. The Bible declares us to be saints. And I know sometimes we refrain to attach that title to ourselves. And I think we need to be real careful about it, not prideful. But the inheritance of the saints. We're going to inherit something. Actually, we already have. Because we've inherited the kingdom. Because Jesus came, went through the process of brought us salvation that we could inherit the kingdom. And the scripture uh, further declaring here, when it talks about in light, is talking about uh, if you can imagine the 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 glory of the of the gospel that we've received and, and and that in itself is almost unimaginable but again it's what god has brought us this avenue that there's only one way and that's through jesus that we can enter this great kingdom and we can enjoy and we can adventure and we we can go past where we ever even thought we could go past we can enter in the territory we never dreamed of spiritually i'm telling there's no limits with god there's no stop signs in the kingdom of God that says you can't go past this. God has opened everything up to people of God. Those that have trusted in Jesus made him their king. It's accessible. Amen. But we're the ones that's got to have the desire and want to go there and then get up and go. Amen. Okay. All right. Here it is. Who hath delivered us from the power of darkness? Amen. You know what that means? Darkness like light. Who's the king of light? Jesus. Who's the king of darkness? Satan. Has delivered us. Delivered there basically means uh, saved us by rescuing us. Saved by rescue. How did he rescue us? Cross. Through his blood. Through the blood of the Lamb. Now, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness? Power meaning the authority. The supreme authority of darkness. Who's, again, the supreme king of darkness? We know who it is. But it also uh, includes the authority that, that trickles or, or comes forth out of this king of darkness and the, the authority that even sin being an element of darkness uh, we've been delivered from that not only from from the power of Satan but we've been delivered from the power of sin how's that because God arranged it so this is saying a lot more than we probably even can contain here this is unimaginable if you really try to break it down and and digest it it's, it's unimaginable that this could happen that we didn't deserve to be in a kingdom. Especially the one that we're talking about here. 
We didn't deserve to be assigned as citizens of the kingdom of God and have King Jesus to worship. Amen. You know that's what earthly kings demanded back in the day? You worship them, basically. If you didn't, you didn't have a head usually anymore. Or worse, thrown in the dungeon, whatever. God doesn't force anybody to do anything. This is an invitation. Invitation to the kingdom. Who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and hath, look at this word, translated us. Translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. Thought I'd never find the word kingdom. There it is. Who hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. What in the world's translated me? Shame. It actually means supernaturally transported. Well, we've been supernaturally transported to. You're here one minute. However it happened to you, you might have been in your closet at home, might have been at your couch, might have been at your bed, you might have been at your car, you might have been in church and come down the aisle and you say, you know, I've been really moved to the Holy Spirit and I want to get saved and give my heart to Jesus. Now, before this point, you were under the power of darkness. Under the reign and the rule of Satan. You might not have been bad, wicked, evil, any of that, but you were still under the reign of Satan because you hadn't come to the light, right? Amen. So translated us into this. This is this this is phenomenal in itself because at this point, at just in a, again, as I said earlier, just in a few seconds, you're going to be transported supernaturally from where you were belong into the kingdom of God. Amen. Wow. That happened to you, Stoney? Yeah, yeah, I believe so. Kind of awesome, wasn't it? Yeah. Did you feel like you'd been translated? Still feeling the effects. Yeah, yeah. You know, the Bible says, be you transformed. Mm-hmm. Translated. You got to get translated before you can get transformed. Yeah. You can't transform yourself. Mm-hmm. It takes God to transform you. And that's by the here we go with that knowledge and understanding, spiritual knowledge and understanding. It's the only way you can be transformed. Your mind can be transformed. Your life can be transformed. But this says translated. Move from one place where you was at to a new place. Hmm. No longer a subject or a prisoner. No longer captive to sin. No, no longer bound with chains and restricted and restrained. But in just a little bit, you get translated. Word two. He says it right there. Kingdom. What I've been talking about all night. Into the kingdom. Mm-hmm. The Greek term for kingdom is basileia. And it means sovereign sphere or realm. What in the world is a sovereign sphere? You know what a sphere is? Yeah. How big a sphere? It can be the entire universe and all the galaxies involved. And it is. If God created it all, then he's there, right? Amen. Or it can be a sphere as tiny to fit in your heart. Kingdom is the kingdom. Doesn't have to be giant. It is. But again, the spirit of Christ can fit in a human vessel. And when he's there, we can be citizens of a kingdom that contains and is filled with, well, he says, 
kingdom of his dear son and, and then says, I want to finish up verse 14, and whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. Absolutely. But like I'm trying to, to bring out and emphasize, so many times I don't I don't know if Christians really know where they reside at. I think many of them think that they're still under this, this umbrella of hell. And and this in, what I just shared a while ago includes uh, hell, this this uh, freedom and deliverance from hell, Satan, sin, and hell. All, all those are included. Thank God, huh? Amen. Praise the Lord. That this again is present and it's future. And as we live, as we continue to live, awaiting that divine glorious place that we're going to go to one of these days, which indeed is the kingdom of God. Yes, the future kingdom of God that we're going to reside in and enjoy all the wonders and the amazements and the blessings of. We've still got a kingdom right here that we are fully able to enjoy the privileges of. And that's the kingdom of Jesus Christ. Now, what does that bring? What all does that bring us? Peace, joy. If you can think of yourself situated and now, again, not a subject, but a citizen in this kingdom that God himself has created and in his miraculous supernatural way, has brought it about and made it possible for you, little old you, who used to do this and do that and things you might be ashamed of and don't want nobody to know or at least you didn't know God. But he gave you this wonderful opportunity to come to him and when you come to Jesus and you receive him, praise God, you get to enter into the kingdom of glory. Hallelujah. Right here on earth. Right here on earth. And I really, I believe a lot of the churches forgot that. We ought to be celebrating continuously. Celebrating the kingdom. I'm a child of God. I'm a child in the kingdom. Praise the Lord. My residing place and my habitating place is the kingdom. I might live on earth, but praise God, I'm living in a kingdom that's supernatural, a kingdom that is eternal. It's not going to end when I die. Praise the Lord. I just get to be translated on. Hallelujah. Translated on to glory. Praise God. Transported supernaturally. If Jesus comes back before I die, praise the Lord, I'm going to get transported, as First Thessalonians says, and I'm going to go up, the dead in Christ going to rise first, but those that are alive and remaining is going to do what? Meet him in the air. That's translated, isn't it? Translated. Translated here doesn't mean that I say something in a foreign language and you interpret it. This is talking again about supernatural movement. What a wonderful thing we've had. And I want to Oh, and I'm moving rapidly here because there's some more scriptures I want to cover. They're back over here in uh, 1 Corinthians. We're going to leave Colossians there. Now, Paul, having written the book of Colossians and also both Corinthians, in most of the New Testament. He traveled a lot. And here, previously, where we're at, Colossians, of course, was in the, in the city of Colossus at the, at the church there he was writing this epistle to. And now we're going to go back and we're going to look at what he said to the Corinthian church. Now, Paul had an awesome experience. When he met Jesus, it was a glorious meeting. If you've read the account, it's he's riding down the road one day. You know what he's going to do? He's going to persecute a bunch of Christians. Because Paul's a full-blown Jew and he don't believe in this Jesus stuff at all. And he's on a mission and did 
and was responsible for even the murders of Christians in the day. And we might ask, how in the world could God use a man like that and charge him up that he was such a minister and such a preacher and fill him up with the Holy Ghost and him do all the things? He was, see, that's the forgiving power of God. That last verse I read out of Colossians, through his blood we're forgiven, right? But Paul was gloriously saved on the road to Damascus and was later filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen. Baptized in the Holy Ghost. Charged him up. Yeah. Is that not one of the things that we can certainly receive in the kingdom of God? Amen. The Holy Spirit? Amen. And what does the Holy Spirit bring? Power. What things does he bring? What I'm trying to allude to is the treasures of heaven. Out of Colossians, the treasures of heaven that we're entitled to as citizens of the kingdom, you don't have to wait till you get there to get your citizenship. Come on, amen. If you get it done here, you get signed up, it's it's deeded and recorded, and it's in the blood of Jesus that you've got access to the kingdom. That happens right here. We receive all the treasures and blessings that God has, but what does the Holy Spirit bring? <laughs> I'll say it again. We don't know everything. We know some. Is it 1 Corinthians 13 says, Now we know in part, but then we'll know fully. We don't know everything yet. But we can enjoy it now. We can enjoy the Holy Spirit now. Here we go again. This pushback of the church against the Holy Spirit, this driving backwards and this disowning, so to speak, this moving away from because this is a little embarrassing at times if the Holy Spirit really has a breakout I, I don't know somebody might get offended quit the worry and praise God and receive what the kingdom of heaven has allowed you and the Holy Ghost is one of them the Holy Spirit is one of them praise God a great third person of the Trinity opened up to us when we received our citizenship into the kingdom of heaven okay so what Paul says here 1 Corinthians I want to, for the sake of time, I want to uh, just move ahead. I was going to try to read multiple scriptures, but I'm not. We're going to start with verse 6, chapter 1. Howbeit we speak wisdom among them that are perfect. What's perfect? This scripture means mature. Now that's spiritually mature. Where can, you, where can you go in the kingdom of God? How far can you go? Can you go to, in the essence of the meaning of this word, can you go to perfection, maturity? Sure you can. Now, we're not going to ever be perfect here as far as that goes, but we can achieve and become spiritually mature, and that's, again, that's another asset of God that we're granted when we become citizens of the kingdom. Paul so well found out here. I believe Paul knew he couldn't, later after he was charged with the Holy Spirit and become so empowered, he found out real quick he could not do without this great and awesome third person of the Trinity in his life that had baptized him that was his present company. That's what the Holy Spirit is. If you allow him to be, your constant and present company goes along with being in the kingdom. When, you, when you're in the kingdom, you have all the privileges of the kingdom. Amen. You have access to them. 
But you're the one that's got to go there. God ain't going to shove it on you. He's not going to throw it on you. You're the one that's got to access it. We have got to be the ones that are going to say, I want, God, what you've got for me. I want to enjoy everything of your kingdom you will allow me to have and know that there's no limits. Amen. Here's Paul's. Continue reading. Howbeit we speak wisdom among them that are perfect, yet not the wisdom of this world, nor of the princes of this world that come to naught. We know that. The rulers of this world, most everything, even from distant, far back history, it's all come to an end and come to nothing. Every ruler comes to an end. Not so in this kingdom. We're going to be with Jesus forevermore. Amen. If we're saved, He's going to live in our heart until we leave this earth, whatever way it is, and then we're going to heaven. It's an eternal thing. He continues and He says in verse 7, But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. Where'd that come from? How are we able? He said, We speak the kingdom of God or the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world and our glory, which none of the princes of this world knew. Absolutely. Let's stop right there. You can't know if you don't know Jesus. You can't know spiritual things if you don't have a relationship with God. Amen. I'm... I believe you're like me. I, I pray, I wish, I hope, I desire that the princes of this world would line up and get saved and we would live in a much better world, but that's probably not real likely to happen. But we know who we're citizens of, don't we? Amen. We know who our king is. Brother Tanner, I believe, said the other day something about, yeah, the president's the president. We're supposed to respect him. The Bible tells us to honor the king. But this king is going to be the deciding judge, yeah. ultimately. Amen. King Jesus is going to be the deciding judge. This word is going to be what judges us. As we continue in this adventure in this kingdom, continue reading here with Paul. Verse 8, which, or I'm sorry, verse... Uh, yeah, we're in verse 8. For had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Right, verse 9. But as it is written, I have not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. It's an Old Testament reference. I believe that's out of maybe Isaiah. Let's see. Let me tell you that quick. It's out of... Uh, yeah, Isaiah 64. But God hath revealed them unto us by his Spirit. For the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. Amen. When we consider, if we can consider, if we can try to imagine that we're not confined in a matchbox in spiritual sense, even though I believe some think that's about the way it is. My spiritual experience can't be very big. It can't go very far. I've got to say it again. There's no limits. There's no end. God doesn't fence 
around us when he allows us into his kingdom he gives us the full thing he allows us the full thing and I want to talk about the access a little bit somebody tell me what access means able to go inside okay anybody else you access something what are you doing first of all you're allowed entry right it goes along with what you said you're allowed entry you access the kingdom of God and when we access the kingdom of God then there is afforded to us the things of God the experiences with God the supernatural elements which are many more than I can even try to describe and many yet left that I don't even know but as we advance if we so choose and, and here's the requirement if we're going to advance in God's kingdom then we've got to take some steps Amen. we've got to take some, make some moves I mean he's got it it's here but reading from Paul here in, in these scriptures you can read between the lines and you can see that, that Paul here is charged and he knows how important the Holy Spirit is to his relationship with God and his ability to minister. Uh, and he amen. reflects that to this church. And the church at Corinth at this time was pretty good size. He's talking to a lot of people, or at least this letter is presented and sent to them. He's talking to a lot of people. And if the general church could get the message somehow that this kingdom is open to you, it has been made open to you by a supreme sacrifice, by the supernatural planning and purpose of God that we could enter into such a sovereign realm or sphere that contains an enormity beyond description of supernatural things that we need to fight the warfare. Somebody said on the battlefield that we need to fight the warfare. Supernatural weaponry. There's everything possible that we can even imagine that's available to us uh -huh. in the kingdom. Because, again, who's the king? Who has the authority to grant you what you need? Of course, it's the king, Jesus. But he's a total different king than what the world's ever known. Because he reigns in love and compassion and mercy and forgiveness and wonders and joy and gladness and peace and need not go on. See, when we enter into the kingdom of God, this is just some of the things that we get to begin to enjoy. And every one of them, think of it like this, every one of them that I named and a lot more is an adventure in itself. You ever have an adventure in joy, joy of the Lord? I mean, have you had your little personal adventures? That's totally unallowable if you don't make this first trip right. to the cross. If you don't connect with God through Jesus, you're not, you're not there. You're not in this kingdom. You're in the other kingdom. And this is something that people need to be told. There's not an in-between. There's two masters. Satan's one, Jesus is the other. They ain't no middlemen. And you've got to make a decision which way you're going because you're going to be the uh, citizen of one or subject of one kingdom or you're going to get to be the citizen in the other one. There's a drastic difference in a subject and a citizen. Subjects can be kicked around, knocked around, demanded, abused, and a lot of other things. 
But if you live in this country, you've already found out citizens got rights. Think about the rights we got in this kingdom. Because God has seen to it. We've got a right to everything. By the blood of Jesus, we have been given rights to the things I just named and a whole lot more. Everything in the kingdom, uh-huh. we've been given title and deed to. God says, all you got to do is come get it. Come get it. It's already been done. Price has already been paid. Your ticket's already paid for. Come on. I want to leave you in closing comments here with this. And I, I, I ask you to really do this. I wish there was more here. I always, I don't know, put the can and I talk about this sometimes. You just wish there was more here. To, not that you have numbers, but to receive what it is you're trying to, to convey and bring out. Begin to process or to meditate on what is really available in the kingdom of God to you. I ask you a question starting out, where are you at? You want to answer it again? You're in the kingdom of God. Can I pick on you a minute? I found out a secret the other night. This boy plays saxophone. No, 21, I'm sorry I said boy. He's a, he's a, he's a man now. Talents. I'm saying this for a reason. Talents. God can take your talents and go places in the kingdom of it. There are things in the kingdom of God that you'll never receive out here. You might be really good. Your talent might be superb. It might even be professional quality. But I'm telling you what, in the kingdom of God, there's something called an anointing. Amen. And box on me just jumped all up and down, and there's still there is an anointing of the Holy Ghost in the realm of the kingdom of God. And he will anoint you and anoint your abilities and your talents and use it for his glory. And gets gets who to be on the goose bump end of the receiving. It's us. Amen. Amen. Uh Praise the Lord. And anointing is another wonderful way, a wonderful uh, treasure that we find when we really get to know about this kingdom and we really get to understand and have knowledge of it. Again, there's more here than I can describe to you tonight. Uh, all through the word uh, we see the word kingdom kingdom of God uh, Matthew 6 33 that famous scripture what's it say seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you I think we need to be careful when we look at that you know he's talking about clothing and food and raiment and all this stuff absolutely but I think in that scripture, he's saying these are trivial things, but you yeah. get them. Notice the word said, will be added to you. What do you got to have before something can be added? You got to have something before yeah. something can be added to you, right? When you're a citizen, you got the resources of heaven, the kingdom of God. Hmm. Sovereign realm of the creator of all there is. God that is bigger than bigger can be described. Greater than greater. But he saw fit to allow us into his kingdom. 
be part of it, partakers of it. Would you stand? sets when it comes to salvation and knowing the Lord but I found out quite a while back that it's not always the case matter of fact probably not much of the time at all um, our perceptions are very limited but you may be here tonight and you either you've never really realized what it means to be a, a part of the kingdom of God here and the one to come Maybe you've never really thought about what's available and what's in this realm of glory or the supernatural sphere where God resides and, and all the things of God go on and take place. And you can have those wonderful encounters, uh, adventures, and, 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 and just the wonders and amazement that's available. Maybe you haven't made the first trip yet. Maybe you're not qualified to enter the kingdom. And by that I mean it requires the blood of Jesus. Amen. On your personal life before you can enter the kingdom of God. Now that's, I'm not going to say easy, but for the sake of what I'm trying to say, it's relatively easy to obtain the requirement. Because all you got to do is come to God and confess. Confess Jesus. Yes, I believe Jesus came to this earth. He bled and died for me. He took my sins on his shoulders. And if I'll come to him and ask forgiveness, he'll forgive me of every sin I've ever committed. He'll come into my life, his spirit will fill my heart. I want to be a citizen of the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven, and Jesus is my king. It's about it. That's it. There's your entrance. So, as we close tonight, I want to. I just want to offer. Is there anyone, if you would, bow your heads? Anyone that you know? I think I've understood something tonight that I didn't understand before. And I want to make a new start tonight. I want to. I want to enter this kingdom and be a citizen of the kingdom of God. I want to make a decision tonight to accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. If there's anyone here tonight that chooses to do that, come on, I'll be here to pray with you. On the other hand, I'm going to pray that maybe many, many that attend this church as well as other churches, they might go through motions and they might do religious things but they've never really been able to identify what this kingdom is and how huge it is and how wonderful and glorious it is and what it beholds. I pray that you begin to receive that. You begin to meditate on it. You, you begin to search and seek. You begin to adventure into the kingdom of God. Let God work with you. Let him show you what he has. Jesus' name, Lord, we come tonight and we profess you and we proclaim your goodness and your mercy. We exalt you, God, and we do come with thanksgiving, thanking you, Lord, for the wonderful privilege that we have to become children of your kingdom, 
to have the assurance that Lord no matter what happens on this earth our citizenship in heaven is secure it's secured right now we're part of it right now and I just pray Lord God the Father you minister to these people minister to this church me included help us to find greater avenues and greater adventures and uh, the wonders that you created as your word says no eye seen nor ear heard the wonderful things that you prepared for those that love them but you through the spirit have shown it to us and you will show it to us it's a mystery but you reveal it to us and you said you declared you will allow us to experience and that's what we ask for tonight in Jesus name Amen, Amen. Praise the Lord God bless let's pray uh, Sister Thelma really needs prayer uh, she's been I found out she's been down for about two weeks uh, her legs and been sick and uh, brother Stan is uh, really having some issues with the surgery and some infection and let's pray for him um, I think is there anyone else anybody knows of his prayer pray, pray for Jay my son he's in bad shape okay brother Jimmy's son Jay the wife she needs prayer still having a lot of pain uh Okay. okay. Um, my son-in-law's dad is, they've given him six months to live. Oh. So we can just remember him and that family. Okay. What's his name? Keith. Keith. Okay. Okay. Brother Stanley needs prayer. Brother Kenny needs prayer because he's got some leg issues and injuries to his leg. What's that? Does his dad go in for an angiogram on Okay, Jesse's dad? Yeah. I call him Big Jesse. Yeah, Big Jesse. I told my wife, I said, one, have a Jesse one, Jesse two, and Jesse three. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, it's Jesse one. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. Remember him. Okay. Let's all pray together. Join us. Amen. Heavenly Father, we come tonight and we pray for these. We lift them up to you, Lord, for your healing touch. I pray, God, for strength and energy for all of them, Lord. I just pray, God, that, Father, you minister to the needs in their body, Lord, the hurts, the pains, the illnesses, the infections. Lord, we just bring the, the glory of Jesus into these situations, Lord, and the, the healing virtue of who you are, Lord, the presence of the Holy Spirit around them to comfort them and, and nourish them, Father God, and bless them with your accompaniment. And Lord, tonight, God, we just profess you as King of kings and Lord of lords, Jesus, and magnify your name. And we're so grateful and thankful that we are partakers in your kingdom and that we're citizens of the kingdom of God. And we just praise and glorify you in the mighty name of Jesus as we prepare to leave this place. Be with us all, God. Be, uh, take us, God, and use us. And Lord, God, just protect and keep our, our people well and safe. And we love you and appreciate you in Jesus' name. Amen and praise the Lord. God bless you this morning. Oh, thank you.